Before we get back to Door to Eternity, please consider this amazing offer. Forget 1% cash back. Forget even 2% cash back rewards. How would you like to get 5% cash back from purchases at major outlets like Walmart, Amazon, Target, and more? I just got 5% back from my latest two purchases, and it's being put right back into my account. It was for $2.18 and $1.64 from two simple purchases. What's crazy is that it only took about one week to get it back where I can use it. I've never had this kind of effortless cash back on a card before. It's like going into any of these stores with a permanent 5% off discount on everything. And you don't have to bring any coupons. Get your own World Debit MasterCard and set up a direct deposit and receive your paycheck up to two days early. You can automatically deposit any portion you choose, invest it in crypto, and then seamlessly manage your cash and cryptocurrencies in seconds from one place. For a limited time, you can qualify for a free $100 bonus and a sleek metal card when you set up your first direct deposit only, though this link at cryptocard.doortoeternity.net. Again, that's cryptocard.doortoeternity.net. Welcome. You are about to enter the Door to Eternity podcast with your host, Jesse Carter, who provides you with a rare viewpoint of end times prophecy explained by a normal everyday guy who guides you down a simple roadmap toward taking advantage of your eternal destiny. You're standing at your door to eternity. So come on in and join us. Eternity is a subject few people want to talk about, but if you're searching for the meaning of life, then it should be in your top five topics to learn about. Maybe it should even be the top concern of your life. Hello, this is Jesse Carter. I'm with Door to Eternity on another episode. And let me ask you this. Do you believe in eternity? There are some that say death is the only door leading to eternity. Have you ever heard anybody say that life is the better door that leads to eternity? Never heard that? Well, let me explain it as I go through a discussion with you today. So looking at this all from a spiritual perspective, what is the purpose of man? That is to say, men and women. Many don't know this, so let me explain it simply. We were created to have fellowship with our Creator, to be friends with God. That's why you are so special. You were created to be friends with God himself. That's why he did that, so he could have fellowship with us. We're angelic beings who were created before mankind, created to be friends with God? No, actually they were created to serve him. And as many of us know, a third of them didn't like doing that, so they rebelled and became known as fallen angels. I'll have much to say about this rebellion or the subject of fallen angels in another episode later on, so stay tuned for that. I think it will be a big eye-opener for you, showing serious ramifications for what is going on in the world right now. Actually, there was one who said that to enter eternity, you must be born again. Being born again means that you have a new life ahead of you in eternity. His explanation will give you the knowledge where you can start understanding your own destiny with eternity. You have two choices to make. The path to eternity will lead to eternal death or eternal life. To move towards the life or being born again, you will need some special grace first. Actually, God's grace. 
To unlock God's grace of eternity with Him, you must have belief and then have the faith to receive His grace. That seems too simplistic of an explanation, but that's the beauty of it all. It's not about you or your efforts. It's about Him and His efforts for your sake. You see, it is all a gift to you. We were created to have fellowship with God. He wants that. That's why I said that you are so special. He has sent you here to listen to this broadcast to allow you to hear his message so that you will understand how to navigate towards eternity to be with him. He is extending a helping hand, if you will, and that helping hand is called grace. Grace is a term that means it's God's favor toward the unworthy. That word favor means gift. Essentially, it means that we don't deserve to be in eternal life with him. As a holy God, he doesn't allow sin in his presence. Who are we to say why? He desires that fellowship with you nonetheless, even though you and I are not holy. So what does God do about that? In his grace, God is willing to forgive us and bless us, despite the fact that we fall short of living righteously. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God loves us all as his creation, and he does desire us to have fellowship with him. That's why I say you are special, simply by being here with me today. Why? Because he wants you to hear this message. So let me ask you this question. Do you think you are a good person? Well, how good are you? Are you refined enough? Let me explain that. We know that silver has a value, but there are things on this earth that tarnish it. If you were to have two items of silver, one with a gleaming refined silver look and the other as a dirty silver rock ore with no shine, which would you prefer? Well, our sin is the dirty looking silver ore that covers up the silver look that we all desire. So which one do you think would please the beholder? What is God's preference? Both the dirty-looking silver ore and the refined, purely gleaming silver radiating, you know, for all to see, they're both silver, and they both have value. But one is desired and is accepted, and the other easily overlooked by one who is looking at them. For instance, if a thief came into a room and saw both a dirty old rock and some refined silver dinnerware, Which do you think he will spend his time acquiring? Well, we both know the answer to that. Your good works are like the dirty silver rock ore. Sure, you're a child of God, but what you are showing as your life is the dirty rock ore, or as it were, the dirty sins of this world bound to you. So the dirty rock ore must be refined before it is useful, worthy, and prized, wouldn't you say? So God has an exact way to clean you up to refine you, to purify you in preparation for eternity. That was the message I was trying to get across in that story. Yes, he's created a path through a door to eternity to live life with him as the prized, gleaming, radiating silver that you were meant to be. And when I say radiating, yes, one day in eternal life you will shine. The scripture indicates this in Luke chapter 11, verses 36. Jesus said, quote, So if your whole body is full of light, with no part of it in darkness, you will be radiant, as though a lamp were shining on you, end quote. Another scripture says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 43, 
Quote, then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. End quote. So on an upcoming episode, I will discuss what we can expect to be like for eternity. What kind of body we'll have. What kind of superpowers. Yes, I said you will have eternal superpowers. Maybe even more than what Superman possesses. So stay tuned for when that episode occurs in the near future. Now let's get back to the issue of faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, quote, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who approaches Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So first we must have faith that He exists. Belief in a careful and life-specific designer. That's who He is. But not belief in a haphazard evolution which is still a theory, by the way. You know what they say. We are just clumps of cells that have randomly formed together over the millions of years until we are what we are today. As a scientist, a geologist, I have found that life is far too complex for randomness forming anything, much less complex organisms. As it is, entropy, a measure of how disorganized and random something is, for example, life, ultimately shows how everything is constantly coming undone. So entropy, or disorder, will never get more ordered without some outside influence like a divine creator who steps in to make things orderly and good. We now know that cellular science shows us a complexity that it has that is almost unfathomable, meaning you can't calculate the precision that it came to be about. Looking at the math, there's no statistical, reasonable way for cells to randomly come together. For example, let me show you the complexity I'm talking about. One enzyme was needed to create another second enzyme, where that second enzyme was required before creation of the first enzyme. Do you see the perfect catch-22 scenario? Like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, to a divine creator, you can put it all in place at once. You don't have to have one before the other, which needed the other before it could be created. Now, multiply these two enzymes by the thousands that all had to come together perfectly with no flaws for the rest to function as planned and that it happened randomly? Come on, give me a break. Use your brain for an instant and realize that logically there's just no way for that to happen. It could only come about from a divine creator. So on a larger scale, in the same way, the earth is in a perfect position to the sun for life to be sustainable. It is perfectly set by the creator to serve as a womb for his creation until they can survive the eternal realm designed for them. So we are, in a sense, in a new kind of womb now on this earth in this temporal life but soon we will be free of that womb. So to get freedom from this womb, or this life as it were, then you must have faith and believe that God exists. Just start off with that, so that He can make a path for you to be with Him through this brief lifespan in our earthly womb before going forth into that of eternal life. Let me read from Romans chapter 5, 1 through 2, quote, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, end quote. So only then with that belief and faith that he exists and that he is giving you a gift, which is his grace, where you can now enter through that door to eternity that you were meant to dwell with him eternally. Now, all of this may seem silly to explain it the way I'm doing it, but I want to get the point across in as simple a manner as possible, showing you how crossing over into eternity with life is fairly easy. Okay, there's a story in John chapter 11, verses 23 through 26, where Jesus is talking to a woman. Quote, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? End quote. Do you see what he asked her to confirm? that she believe in him as the author of life and that he has the power over eternal death, but she can choose eternal life simply by believing in him. Okay, before I get too deep into sounding like some religious guru or wacko, let me just read what I've discovered about the essence of the actual door to eternity. In the book of John, chapter 10, verse 7, quote, then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. End quote. Trust me when I tell you that sheep were highly prized by the shepherd who watched over them, and so are you, a prized possession of your Creator. Just know that you are valuable to God. Keep that in mind as you go about your day and your week. Going further on this illustration of being a door, Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 9, quote, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture, End quote. There's that reference again to sheep. Now, remember the word man in this context means person, and the word he means he and she, right? Remember, this was an ancient text, and that this is how these words were conveyed. It doesn't mean that one gender was lesser of value than another, or a different gender will be excluded in any fashion. So keep that in mind. Please, no offense to anyone. Also, the reference to pasture is a reflection of heaven in this context, a place that is peaceful, without strife or threats, but with much abundance. You get the picture. Okay, we're getting there. So after you've entered the door to eternity, you might ask, where does that door lead? Well, here's what his disciples asked him directly. In John chapter 14, verses 5 through 6, quote, Lord, said Thomas, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, end quote. When he says, I am the way, it means I am the entry point or the door to eternity in heaven. The Father here means Heavenly Father, of course, who dwells in heaven, as we would expect. Now, heaven is a spiritual reality that we do not have access to yet until we enter through that door to eternity. From what I've read, the place of reality called heaven is where the Creator resides. 
which at this time is not on earth. So even if he comes to reside on earth, then that's where heaven is. Heaven is not some mystical place where you're floating around on a cloud like a ghost without a physical body. Now, I know there's a lot of religions that teach that, but in the truest research of Scripture, the Holy Scriptures, that is just not the case. Likewise, the case is not that angels have wings. There are a few exceptions, but mostly they look like real people. Of course, they're stronger at this point than humans are. So you've heard people use the common phrase, it's like heaven on earth, to describe something so wonderful and blissful. So will it ever actually be heaven on earth? The simple answer is a definitive yes. But for now, I don't want to diverge and try to explain that in a few minutes that I have left here. I will save that topic for a future episode where we go into all the details of our eternal dwelling space. By now, from previous episodes, you are now starting to understand that Jesus Christ is that exact door which allows passage from this earthly life in order to get to the eternity of life. Of course, eternity, without going through that door, is eternal death, not eternal life. Now, I don't, of course, mean physically passing through that door, but by now you're understanding that we are talking in spiritual terms. Jesus used that as a reference point that most people could understand at that day. But still, it's genuine and it's truthful. The phrase, I am, when he says it, is his godly name that he gave to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. Here's what it says, quote, Then Moses asked God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you, end quote. To further this point, he said in John chapter 8, verses 58, quote, Truly, truly, I tell you, Jesus declared, before Abraham was born, I am, end quote. Did you get that last part, the I am part? course, Jesus is proclaiming that he is God, and that's what Christianity accepts. He is proclaiming his deity here. This gives anyone listening an assurance that he, and only he, can bring you from an earthly death to a new eternal life, and it's comforting to know that. And to confirm his deity, in the last book of the Holy Scriptures, in Revelation chapter 1 verses 8, he says, quote, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and is to come, the Almighty, end quote. So the Alpha and the Omega means the A to the Z. He, he's the beginning and the end, and without him there's nothing, is what it's trying to convey to you. Even here on earth, once you have entered through that door, or in other words, accepted Jesus Christ as the only one who can take you into eternity in heaven, then you will begin to find such joy and purpose in your life. I don't say that lightly. When you go through the way or the door, then your life miraculously changes and you start feeling such joy. That's the way it is in my life. Now, sure, you have your ups and downs, 
you know, you get depressed, you get anxiety uh, at times, you go through stresses in life, but there's that joy, that confidence that one day you will meet your Creator, one day you will be with your friends and family who have also accepted and gone through the door or the way, and you have that just calm assurance and that joy, inner peace is there along with you. So you can handle the tough times of life. A lot of people that don't have this just can't handle it. They can't cope. And it's because they don't have that joy in their life, that calm assurance that one day they will go to eternal life rather than eternal death forever. So anger, meanness, divisiveness, doubts, fears, animosity, they all start to fade away and they're replaced with joy and a purpose and fulfillment in life. In a recent interview with the online satire site Babylon B, and if you haven't been there, that's pretty it's a pretty funny site. Even if you just read the titles of their uh, little episodes, their little articles, it's funny just to read it. It's like the old far side comics in a way. You read it and you go you get a little chuckle because it's so true, but yet they're making fun of everyday life in this day and age. So in that they had an interview with Elon Musk you know, the richest man in the world. And Elon exclaimed, here's his quote, I mean, let's just say, like, I agree with the principles that Jesus advocated, and that there's some great wisdom in the teachings of Jesus, and I agree with those teachings, end quote. Musk added, quote, love thy neighbor as thyself is very important, end quote. And finally he said, quote, so, but hey, if Jesus is saving people, I won't stand in his way, quote, said Musk. And then he goes one step further and, quote, I'll be sure I'll be saved. Why not? End quote. So he's even open to the way, the door into eternal life. He's given it some thought. And so should you. You should give it some serious thought because it's either your destiny one way or the other. There's no getting around it. So to preface the statement where Musk used the word saved, let me ask, why is Jesus referred to as the Savior? Well, it's simple. It is because he has saved or rescued you from the jaws of eternal death into eternal life, where you will reside in heaven with him. So there you have it, a basic roadmap to get you from this failing life to one of eternal life with the one who made you special and who loves you. Speaking of roads, as we close out this segment, if you want to delve into this topic further, just go online and to any search engine and type in three words. Those words are Bible, Romans, Road. Bible, Romans, Road. And then you'll learn much more and can study that at your leisure. So that's the end of this episode. We certainly thank you for being with us. Thank you for being with me. It's a journey. Stay with me on this journey. I think it will be to your benefit. And I always say that there's a reason that you're here listening to me. It's because God wants you to be here. And whatever circumstance that tripped you or stumbled you into this path that we're taking here, there's you can probably look at it and say, wow, what a mystery. Did God actually make me sit down in front of a computer and stumble across this 
website or this podcast? And the answer is probably yes. It's all a mystery, but we'll discuss that further on upcoming episodes and we'll discuss what heaven is and what it's like and what it'll be like in the future. I think you'll find it's pretty interesting, to say the least. It's probably not like anything you've ever thought about or experienced. So we'll discuss that uh, either in the next episode or the one following. So take care for now, and this is Jesse Carter, and we'll see you on the next round. Before we get back to Door to Eternity, please consider this amazing offer. Raise funds for your organization the easy way with ProfitQuest.com fundraising. Make up to 50% profit as you raise fast funds for your nonprofit group, ministry, church, school, club, or association. ProfitQuest.com can help you with many different types of product fundraisers like gourmet cookie dough, gourmet popcorn, gummies, snack pizza, restaurant cards, custom t-shirts, scented pencils, lollipops, sweet and salty pretzel rods, candles, chocolate candy, beef jerky, coffee, and logo tumblers to name a few. Collect your money up front from your supporters by using our handy sales flyers and catalogs provided to you, or sell each item direct to supporters on the spot and keep the profits. If you're serious about raising funds, then we have a brand new free fundraising guide for you. Find out more or get started today at ProfitQuests.com. Again, that's ProfitQuests, with an S at the end, dot com, or call 1-800-443-5353. Again, 1-800-443-5353.